My name is Owen Walsh, and this is the Brussels Beer City Podcast. Each week, a fascinating Brussels resident invites me, your host, to their favorite Brussels bar, where, over a drink or two, we talk about the importance of the bar to our guest, their relationship to Brussels, what they love, what they hate, and why they couldn't live anywhere else. My guest on today's episode of the Brussels Beer City Podcast, which is actually the penultimate episode of this season, season one, is Jean Van Roy. Van Roy is the owner of Brussels Brewery Brasserie Cantillon. But brewery doesn't quite cover it, though, because Cantillon is also a museum and a living piece of a part of the city's heritage that almost disappeared. The funky, tart, confrontational, spontaneously fermented wheat beers called Lambic that are indigenous to this part of Belgium. I'll put a link in the show notes to explain what this means and the difference between Lambic and Goose for those who are not familiar with the terms. On a scorching hot early September day on the eve of brewing season for Cantillon, we met at a bar that is influential not only for the city, but also for him and his family brewery. We talk Lambic evangelization in a country that still doesn't really get it, Jean's youthful escapades drinking crap beer with friends, how his approach to brewing has changed thanks to his relationships with winemakers and chefs, his optimism for the city of Brussels and how it's changed in the last two decades and how the brewery's corridors ring hollow and lonely now in the absence of American, Italian and other foreign accents. I hope you enjoy the episode. Jean, welcome to the show. Thank you. And to you, thank you to welcome me. Um, question we ask everybody at the start of each episode, where are we? Uh, we are here in uh, one of the most important bars speaking about craft beer in, uh, in Brussels. Uh, we are at uh, Moudre Original. Uh, one of the most important because uh, Moudre was one of the, the bar who restart with craft in Brussels. Yeah. And uh, Moudre Original is more important for Cantillon because it's the bar who uh, restart in 2006 with Lambic. Yeah. So uh, in uh, Cantillon had always uh, bars, customers in uh, in the city, but uh, they all work it with classic like Goose, mm-hmm. Crick, a bit uh, framboise, but not so much. Yeah. Mainly Goose and Crick. But no one was using Lambic no more, except except the restaurant Spinnekopke. Mm-hmm. But the, their Lambic was mainly used for uh, cooking. Yeah. And so um, in uh, 2006, um, I met Jean, Jean Himmler, and uh, Nassim de Sisi mm-hmm. at uh, the beautiful uh, festival. Um, uh, Breton, um, Jean, the festival <laughs> organized by Yvan, uh, Bruxelles, Bruxelles, uh-huh. a small festival. Yvan invited only uh, breweries he liked, and uh, generally the way he does was, it. <laughs> it was it was really a, a beautiful atmosphere, and so uh, I met those two uh, those those two guys, and uh, they said me. So we, we just took uh, the Moudre Lambic over and we want to start with uh, Lambic on draft. Mm-hmm. And what I, was your reaction? And I, and <laughs> I said to her, you're crazy. <laughs> 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 and so finally, no, they, they, 
they fight to to promote this beer uh they started here uh, first uh, to uh to mix lambic with some sugar and some some caramel to okay. uh, to recreate faro yep. the famous faro uh faro is a beautiful door on the lambic world too sweet for the real lambic lovers but it's a door for people who You've never had who it before. Who doesn't know yeah. nothing about uh, about lambic. It's sweeter. It's easier, and so I think they they start to reduce sugar <laughs> in the beer, <laughs> and finally they they had a real uh, they had people who came here only for lambic. Yeah, and it was I think one of the so w with the, the the lambic renewal we have some different stage. Yeah. This bar, Moudalambic Original, was an important part of the renewal for Lambic in Brussels, in the city. Because in 2006, uh, and that's, that's the, the crazy <laughs> thing, in 2006, uh, lots of bars, foreigners' bars, yeah. had Lambic yeah. on draft. But no one in Brussels, no one in my city. I mean, that's where he's sitting here in 2020. We were trying to work out when the bar opened. 14 years ago now it seems almost inconceivable that that was the situation back then but that was the mm. case you know in s finally the, the 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 demand for for lambic in uh, in Brussels for traditional lambic in uh, in Brussels and in Belgium is very young it's we yeah. Belgian and Brussels people uh, pay today a lot of interest for lambic but it started let's say 7 8 years ago yeah so uh, 10 years, 15 years later than some of the <laughs> countries. That's but you know we have um, a proverb in French who who say "nul ne profite en son pays," so no one is profit in uh, his own country. Yep. But it's it's the truth, yeah. And yep. uh, I think it's si simply simply normal. Yeah. So I mean, is it sort of rewinding all the way back to pre 2006. What was Brussels like as a place to go out and drink good beer? I mean, obviously. You couldn't get something like Lambic, but maybe you could get Coors, you could get other beers. What was it like? Because I only moved to the city in 2009, which already seems like a different lifetime ago. In, in 2006, uh, so De La Seine started. Yeah. Um, we had uh, some bars where we could uh, drink uh, the Ranke, uh, Dupont, mm -hmm. Logis. So all the, the old craft and well-made yeah. uh, well-made beers uh, but um, yes those bars uh, one you know one bar had a Dupont another <laughs> one a Blougie so but the, the the craft the craft the real craft beer bar we know today yeah no do, do, those type of uh, bars doesn't doesn't exist at the no. and if some had uh, on the beer menu a craft beer they had also industrial uh, industrial beers yeah. and uh, industrial stuff. If I remember well, in uh, in the nineties, I went with my father in the bar in the Chaussée de Acht Scherbeek. Mm -hmm. If I remember well, the name it's the the next Namel. Okay. And the next Namel had some craft beer on the on the beer yeah. menu. So it was probably one of the first <laughs> uh, bar who restart with uh, interesting beer. with with interesting beer and with uh, and with local beers. Yeah. So let's say Jean Bomba of the 1990s when you were going out for a beer 
were you looking for a good place or were you looking for good beer? Or were you trying to find somewhere that had both? You know, I, when it's, it's, a bit, it's a bit stupid to say it, no. But when, when I was young, uh, first of all, uh, I had no money. <laughs> uh, Cantillon was uh, a poor brewery. Yeah. And, uh, and so my parents uh, did everything for, uh, for the children. But uh, I had no money. And I drank the same beers as my friends. And my yeah. friends drank crap things. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, uh, and, and no, no sweet things, no sweet, except, except, uh, and forgive me, uh, Rodenbach Grenadine. Okay. So during, during, but the, the real Rodenbach. Mm -hmm. And it was totally crazy because me as defender of uh, acidic beer, of sour beers, uh, 30 years ago, 35 years ago, I drank yeah. Rodenbach Grenadine. Not for a long time. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and probably not at home either. <laughs> the, but uh, because my friend drank the same, yeah. you know. And, uh, and no, when all my, my, my old friends, I have some, uh, some are drinking my beer. Yeah. Goose. So, sour beers, but not a lot. No. They continue. <laughs> they, to be honest, they continue to drink, to drink sweet, sweet things and, yeah. and crap things. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's only so much evangelization that you can do, you know, at a certain point. People are stuck in their ways, aren't they? Yeah. And so we, 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 we don't try to do it no more. Uh, so the, the the most important work for the uh, evangel evangelization was made by my by my father. Yeah. So uh, and I beat me when I arrived in the brewery in, uh, in '89. Uh, yeah, I did the same, but uh, for 10 years, 15 years, and after early 2000, things are becoming more and more easier. And, uh, and, and no, since uh, 10, 12 years, we refuse uh, new customers because, yeah. because we decided to produce a maximum of 2,500, 2,600 hectoliters, no more. Uh, that's our choice to, to, to keep the control on, uh, yeah, of course. on, on, on the production. Uh, and yes, because of the demand we, and our limited production, yeah, we, we, we can take new, new customers. So we don't try to convert new <laughs> new people um but uh, but it was during decades it was the only work we had to do and at the brewery it was to to found new customers because it was it was a need really yeah. for the brewery you must have been you and your father must have been expending so much energy to try and get people engaged and interested in the beer you don't need to do that anymore where is that? Where are you putting that? In, where are you able to put that energy now? Like, what kind of things are you able to do that you weren't able to do even in, ten years ago? In the work itself, uh, you know, when you produce lambic, and and I want to to continue to be present at brewery. People, people, yeah. people who are coming at brewery know it. I'm I'm always present <laughs> in the brewery. That's a. I want to keep to keep the contact with my beer. Yeah. Uh, as I always say, it's. Uh, the the beer lambic for me is a partner and mm -hmm. uh, we we have a real relationship and i want to to keep this relationship and when uh, my successor i hope my one of my son uh, will take the pre over mm -hmm. then i can maybe a step back make a, a <laughs> step back but but right now no i'm i'm always present in uh, in the brewery yeah. and uh, and still working maybe 
what, what are we doing more than uh, 30 years ago, probably uh, to found new, new ideas, uh, to try to connect uh, Lambic with, uh, with new, new collaboration, mainly, as you know, mainly with, uh, with the wine world. Yeah. But uh, so to meet uh, people, to speak about, uh, about things, because uh, time to time, if I decide to make a new beer, it's not only my choice because we are speaking with yeah, my team and, and, and the people I'm speaking with, yeah. with, uh, with winemaker. It's, uh, I think you, w when you are producing something wild, you never know, never, <laughs> if, even after 30 years, you never know exactly your yeah. products. And uh, when you are speaking with people producing also wild stuff, you always learn, always. Yeah. So what kind of things are you learning from wine producers? Like, I know you work with a lot in different parts of France. Uh, be, be, because they are speaking about uh, wild fermentation, but the, 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 the fermentation of wine, of cider, uh, of sake, a real sake, so also a wild fermentation, don't follow exactly the same way than Lambic. And so <laughs> you, can't, you can try to find uh, uh, a link in between the, the, those two worlds and uh, it's... It's for, for, for me today, it's a real passion. Yeah. Uh, and, and we are speaking about, about uh, wine and, uh, and cider, but we can speak about uh, bread fermentation, about uh, sausage fermentation. <laughs> <laughs> Some years ago, I was in Italy, yeah. and I was speaking about uh, uh, traditional sausage uh, with a butcher. Yeah. And he was speaking about fermentation. I didn't know nothing <laughs> about uh, meat fermentation. Yeah. And when, he, when the guy was speaking about uh, meat fermentation, he was speaking with the same passion as me about Lambic. It's, it, 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 was, it was a bit weird, but... <laughs> but, but oh, it's yeah. good. Did the yeah, sausage yeah, taste yeah, good? Yeah, sure. Because yeah. what I was thinking... And, 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 and uh, he's, he's now making for uh, Quintessence the famous uh, Salaminus, mm -hmm. uh, because they've... Um, uh, sausage uh, mixed with uh, wine, red wine, and so uh, he made the same, but with uh, Sintlam Venus, yeah. and it's uh, <laughs> it's so good, it's <laughs> beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Because when you talked about collaborations, I was also thinking. I mean, we were talking off mic, or you mentioned that you were maybe going to eat at La Fruitière, which featured in a previous episode of the podcast, because um, you collaborated with a cheese on a cheese with those guys. Um, yeah. So with uh, Andreas, Andreas is. Uh, a cheesemaker uh, from uh, Wallonia, not so far from the German border, mm -hmm. Wem, um, and uh, using raw milk. And uh, Andreas is uh, producing uh, cheese with goose, not only with goose. Uh, I tasted some months ago uh, an experiment with fufun. Okay. It was, it was also <laughs> very nice. And so I, it seems a bit crazy, but I, I, I like that, you know. Uh, I don't know if you. You remember the sentence of the, on the, the famous label from uh, Don Quixote, Don Quixote label, uh, because we are crazy. Mm -hmm. And I think we need a bit some, some craziness when, uh, when we are producing uh, a natural and a wild product yeah. like, uh, like Lambic. As you say, it is a bit crazy. I mean, when you try to explain it to people who are not into beer or no. don't really understand it. No. I mean, um, but Brussels is also, I think it's a perfect city for that kind of thing because it is a little think bit so, the, the It's a little bit crazy in yeah. itself. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, Lambic, Lambic represent probably, I hope, the Brussels uh, mind, uh, the, 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 the Brussels environment. Yeah. yeah. 
It's uh, Brussels people are a bit crazy, <laughs> and that, that that's why a lot of people like this city. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're born and bred here, aren't you? Yeah. Like, have you seen the city change since you were sort of growing up as a teenager and, and, and you know, finding your way both in the brewery, but also um, just, you know... City city change, in my opinion, in the right way. Especially some uh, some area. This one here in Saint-Gilles is now uh, yeah. a beautiful area. But 20, 30 years ago, no one no one would would come here to, uh, <laughs> to, to live. Uh, yeah. And no people are fighting to uh, to, to to come in, uh, in in the area. That's a comeback to the to the Brussels origin because you know uh, we we call the, the Brussels people in a Brussels dialect Zineke. Mm-hmm. Zineke means uh, bastard. So uh, <laughs> when you say bastard to someone, <laughs> it's an yeah. insult. Not for a, not for a, Br- a Brussels guy. Yeah. So uh, Zineke because we, we we had here in the in the city uh, a lot of different uh, different armies uh, uh, French Dutch uh, Burgundy uh, Austrian mm-hmm. uh, English <laughs> and so on and so on Spanish and so we are as Brussels people we are a mix of yeah. everything and uh, the, the the city changed in the in in the right way I think yeah that's uh, it's with less, unfortunately, but I think that it's the same for all the big cities with uh, less, and in my opinion, not enough people speaking Brussels dialect. So people with Brussels roots. Uh, yeah. So it's, that's, that's, a bit, that's a bit sad. But for the rest, no, with uh, all those, uh, those people coming from all those different countries. It's also a mysterious city. You have to, <laughs> you have to discover... It's hard not to crack. Yeah, you, you have to discover the city. It's, uh, uh, you have to stay here for, for months to, to understand uh, mm-hmm. the city, to understand Brussels people, uh, to walk in the streets. To yeah. you, you have beautiful streets where... Uh, no, no tourists are, are are going, and uh, it's uh, when. But when when you stay here for some months, I think it's not so easy to uh, to leave. To leave it. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about a lot about this place, about Mutter Lambic, and obviously, presumably, you spend pretty much every day you can in the brewery. When you're not there, when you're not here, where do you like to enjoy spending your time in the city? As someone who's lived here pretty much their whole life, mainly a uh, friend's place. Uh, so when I'm not here, I am at the other, the other uh, Mudder, Mudder mm-hmm. uh, Fontanas. I'm going to uh, Hist. I'm going to uh, Booze and Blues. Yeah. Uh, so uh, nice, ni- nice places. What else are speaking about? About bars. They don't have the Cantillon, but I like the, the Marseille, for example, on the the, the, the Place du Jeu de Balles. Yeah. And all the all the restaurants. The the chief, the king of king, <laughs> uh, Dirk, Dirk Mini from uh, Brigitte. Le Brigittin. Yeah. Dirk, Dirk uh, was probably the first uh, great chef because Dirk is one, in my opinion, one of the the best chef in the city, who uh, reinvent the the, the 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 cuisine with lambic to cook with uh, with lambic. Yeah. His his zenepot is. Is today uh, mythic. <laughs> uh, so Zenoposita is a sour, sour crowd with, yep. uh, with with goose, um, and he's, he's cooking with a, lo- a lot of different type of uh, of beers coming from uh, from Cantillon, serving goose, mm. and um, 
it, it's it's still a beautiful story. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it, it's a love story a bit in between <laughs> me and Dirk, yeah. to be honest, and uh, in in between Le Brigitte and Cantillon. Yeah. Yeah, and well, because uh, you make a beer for the restaurant now as well. Yeah, Shuka. Yeah. yeah, it's a, it's it's a goose. It's a goose uh, for uh, Le Brigitine and for Pistolet. It's, it's also very interesting to work with uh, with chef, uh, because finally, we as Olympic brewers, it's it's my feeling, um, we are also with our beer working a bit like them when yeah. they are cooking something. You know, when we have to taste, when we have to add uh, fruits, when it's too intense, when the, 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 the result is uh, a beer with uh, too much character or not enough, we have to reblend. We have, it's, yeah. it's, we are, so I, I, I'm not a great chef. We, we are following the same, this, we have a bit the same philosophy. Yeah. Um, that must be exciting as well. To have people there who you can bounce ideas off of to experiment with. That's probably why I'm I'm trying different things. Uh, you know, for 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 my father, uh, it's <laughs> absolutely not necessary. Yep. So a lambic brewery, a brew lambic, and with this lambic we produce goose, a bit creek and a bit raspberry, but that's it. The rest <laughs> the, the rest is totally unnecessary. For me, it's it's important because. First of all, when you are producing something great, it's it's a type of uh, of of victory for me and for the beer, for mm -hmm. the beer itself. Because uh, we are we are working at Cantillon, we are working first of all for lambic and to defend traditional lambic, mm -hmm. to promote traditional lambic. Um, but uh, it's also a way to to meet to meet people and uh, you know when when we are making some collaboration with with great winemaker when you are speaking with those people you're learning yeah of course and you are learning for yourself you're learning for 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 the brewery and for 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 new things for new 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 way to 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 see how to work and how to uh, to, to 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 go ahead yeah in a uh, in the brewery, and that's that's very important. And the same the same with some uh, with some with some chef. And so all those people know uh, are totally part of the Cantillon world. And I think without them, Cantillon should not be at the same place today. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So it's uh, if Cantillon is well known today. It's first of all because of my parents, because they saved yep. the brewery, because they, they fight to save uh, to save lambic and to promote and to promote a traditional lambic. A bit because of me, but also because of all those people present in the, the county alive. Yeah. Lambic breweries are sort of unique in the in the time frames that they work in. You're not talking about uh, brewing cycles of six weeks or eight weeks. You're talking about years. How does something like the pandemic affect? That I mean, we're probably what a month away from brewing season, depending on what the weather is like. Like, how has that affected you guys? The 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 pandemic started, and so the 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 closure of everything here in Brussels started, if I remember well, on uh, mid mid March. Mid March, and yeah. we made the last brew end March, so it didn't change anything for uh, for us. So the the, the schedule was uh, programmed. Uh, 
So the end of the brew was programmed yeah. uh, weeks before the, 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 the pandemic started. Um, it doesn't change anything for us speaking about, uh, about production. Yeah. So we continue to sell everything. So uh, we didn't sell uh, Cantillon beers in some countries during a month, but other countries asked for more. And so uh, it didn't change nothing about the, the, the sale, the, the yeah. beer sale, but it changed a lot for us speaking about museum. Yeah. Because as you know, Cantillon is also a, a museum. Yeah. Uh, uh, and yeah, I think we got last, so we are now open three days a week mm -hmm. on a Monday, Friday, Saturday. Last week we had a bit more than 100 person. So it's nothing for a normal week in September. It's uh, about eight, eight, nine hundred people. Yeah. So um, it's it's not a big trouble for us because breweries uh, is running well, but it's um, we are all a bit sad because yeah. uh, a lot a lot of friends uh, coming every year, twice a year, uh, three, four times a year, um, aren't present and um, we miss them, really. Yeah, you miss That's, the connection. Uh, yeah, and the, 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 the brewery is always, uh, it's, it's not so easy to work when, we, because we are working with people always around, around us. Yeah, yeah. And, and so it's, um, it's not so easy. And on the other way, uh, today the brewery seems, seems empty. Yeah, and uh, it's 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 a bit st a strange strange uh, <laughs> environment. Uh, so we we have all the space we need to work, <laughs> but the brew is so quiet. Yeah, you know, and um, I hope that uh, COVID will end uh, soon, and not not because of uh, of money, because because I think. The brewery needs Cantillon friends, and uh, so the building needs it. We need it, and uh, so let's hope that in uh, some weeks, at the latest some months, it will be over. Yeah, you miss cracking open bottles from the basement and uh, sharing them with people. Yeah, and 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 people people who stay in the brewery for for the all day uh, at the bar uh, drinking all all the stuff possible <laughs> it's uh, uh, so we are we need we need uh, American accent uh, UK <laughs> accent Italian accent uh, it's uh, the so we are we are fortunate because the last uh, the last few weeks we had uh, more uh, Belgian people yeah and that's a very good thing. Yeah, um, that's an unusual thing. It's unusual, indeed. Yeah. It's 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 unusual. But uh, ma mainly people coming from uh, from Flanders, uh, and that's that's unusual, but very very good. So yeah. it's also it's also a proof that uh, Cantillon and Lambic are are present. So uh, so uh, they, they they came in the, in the city to visit uh, to, to, to to visit to visit the city to visit Brussels. Yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, a, a lot of them were were also present at uh, at the brewery. Um, uh, French uh, people, uh, Dutch people, but for the rest, uh, nothing. No, no, no.
How optimistic are you, as someone who's lived here all your life, for the city itself? Like, we talked about how much it's changed since, you know, you were growing up in the 80s and the 90s. In my opinion, so we are a bit speaki speaking about politics here, so that's a <laughs> dangerous thing. Um, so I, I understand that uh, politics want to give back the city to the Brussels people. But I'm a bit scared that they are doing it too fast. Okay. Uh, so, uh, not for the city itself, but all the people working in the horeca sector, so uh, hotel, restaurant, yeah. bars, um, need also people coming from outside of the city. And it seems that Brussels want to block those people coming mm -hmm. from outside of the, the city. And that's not a good thing for all the, the professional people working uh, mm -hmm. in restaurants and, uh, and so on. But on the other, on the other side, um, to give back the city to the Brussels people will, with less cars, uh, more uh, bicycle, more, uh, more people working in the city. If it works, if it works, <laughs> could, be, could be very good. So I'm a bit... Well, you came up here on in your balance bike. in in between. I'm 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 thinking to all my friends <laughs> working with uh, people coming from outside the suburb, outside, and as Brussels uh, inhabitants who is riding his bike up the hill. And and <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm 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 riding with my bike since '92. Uh, you know. Okay. So well, <laughs> you've you've seen a lot. <laughs> a long time. I was totally alone, alone yeah. in the streets, and and today, today, is so it, it's so fun to have so, so, so many bicycle, uh, so much bicycle. But um, yeah, so I'm I'm a bit in balance in the the, the, the future of the city, and I hope that the, the choice made by uh, our politics are the, the the good one. Yeah. Okay, uh, that's a pretty optimistic point on which to end. Um, before we do, we always do a little rapid fire round of questions. I ask the same questions to every guest. You don't need to think too hard about it. Just answer the first thing that comes into your mind. It's nothing personal. It's mm. just more uh, about what we've been talking about. You ready? Mm? Favorite Brussels neighborhood? Saint Gilles. Saint Gilles. Place du Châtelain or Place Jules de Bal? Jules de Bal. Yeah, of course. Favorite Brussels restaurant, and you can you can name names if you want to. Le Brigitine. <laughs> uh, waffles or praline? Ooh. <laughs> Praline. Zinnebeer or Tars Bulba? Zinnebeer. Uh, stump or mussels? D depends on the period. Uh, <laughs> stump. Um, Eddie Merckx or Vanson Company? I love football, but uh, Eddie Merckx. Yeah. Jean, thank you very much for coming on the show. My pleasure. Thank you. And that's all for today's episode of the Brussels Beer City Podcast. Thanks again to my wonderful guest, to all my listeners, and a special shout-out as usual to the excellent illustrators I've worked with on this season of the Brussels Beer City Podcast. Julian Kremer, a.k.a. Crump, for the podcast logo, and to Helinda Demarle for this season's wonderful episode artwork. Check them out on Instagram. If you haven't already, you can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms. And if you've enjoyed what you've heard, please do consider leaving a rating and a review. If you want to get in touch, you can email me at owen at beercity.brussels. 
or you can find out more information about me and the podcast at www.beercity.brussels podcast. But until the next time, thanks for listening.